0: Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind and work your mindset. Hey, everyone we are back and today we are talking about falling in love with the process and I think this is probably a really familiar phrase um, so much so that maybe it's a cliche or maybe when you hear it you just gloss right over it it doesn't even mean anything really to you <laughs> anymore um, but I think it's kind of important to remind ourselves of this and also You know my obsession with process goals, so um, this really ties to process goals and what falling in love with the process or loving the journey or any of those, yes, possibly cliche, maybe you can find them in an Etsy store to hang up on your wall sort of sayings, Um, but I think that they're, it's just a really good reminder. So that's where we're going to start. And, you know, I think really, I'm always brainstorming about podcast um, topics and membership topics, obviously, as well. And so every once in a while, I like just grab my phone and I just make a note. And I want to read to you just verbatim, I, I, I don't even know what's going to happen with the grammar, but just verbatim, the note that I wrote myself about wanting to do this episode. Um, okay, here we go. Some people, if they're being honest, don't love the work. They'd rather not practice or put in all the preparation. They'd rather just walk into the ring and queue. And while we can probably all relate, if our dog's lives were a pie chart, the ring time is probably less than 25%. So that's why falling in love with the work is so important. The good news is the work pays off in queues. Okay, so, okay, let's break that down a little bit. So the first part is, is, you know, people, a lot of people, if they're being honest, would just rather walk in the ring and queue. And to some extent, like, wouldn't we all, <laughs> right? I mean, how great would that be if we knew that we just, we just got our dogs out, we didn't practice or prepare or condition or any of that stuff. And we just like walked in the ring and they were a perfection. And while that might be true for some with like older dogs, that quote, old shoe kind of comfortable thing where you just sort of gel, you know, it took, hours and hours and days and days and weeks and months and all that kind of and all that training and probably the training you had before this dog right if um, unless this is your very first dog um, to get there right this is not some like easy peasy lemon squeezy thing right it's a sport it requires practice it requires mastery and the thing is is that when we just do it for the little fat flat ribbons, um, we are kind of missing out on a lot of the joy and the connection and quite frankly, the process, right? The journey. Because, um, you know, and I don't know if any of you can relate. I had some people once, it was like multiple people. They were like, oh, my dog's so energetic. You should take him and do agility with him. And I thought, Uh, do you just think I just like pick up a dog and run around the ring and they're fabulous? Like, do you think that's all there is? Like, and then other people said, well, when do you start training agility? I'm like, the second I bring them home or obedience or rally or even draft, right? The second we bring our dogs home, we are forming bonds and relationships and teaching them little things, whether it's manners around the house or small skills or something like that, that we know are going to help us down the road or perhaps be foundational skills down the road. Um, So I always thought that, I always found a polite way to answer that. But in my head, I was thinking like, really? You think that this five-year-old dog just showed up on my doorstep one day? And I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to run around this ring and, and get a green ribbon. Um, and of course, we all know that's ridiculous. And um, But the thing is, is that we have to enjoy the work. And I don't think all of us do. And that's okay. But I... Um, you know, I said my pie chart that, you know, um, going to the line, going, entering is probably less than 25%. I mean, people could argue it's 10% of your dog's life, or, you know, maybe you're trialing every weekend and it's more, but you're still living with them. They're in the house, you're feeding them, you're caring for them, you're doing feet, nails, you know, trims, baths, um, supplements, vet appointments, rehab, um, conditioning, at training. I mean, the list is ridiculous, right? That's why I have a planner, right? Because the list is ridiculous. So when it comes down to it, if you don't love the list and you only are in it for the cues, you are probably also going to be a lot more frustrated when you don't cue, right? Um, because that's where your joy is coming from you know? So if the only joy you get out of your dogs is when they do cue or win or take the points or pass the test or what have you, um, you're probably missing out. And I would direct you back to your why and why you got into dog sports to begin with, or why you have dogs to begin with. What is it that you love and enjoy about them? And I don't want to mix this conversation up with Um, like training frustration, right? Because we've all had that. We've all had that um, just one, there is an acronym for it, but just one effing thing, right? Um, And except for just one thing or the one thing club, which means that everything else was perfect except for the one thing. And that can be extremely frustrating. And if you've been following my journey for any length of time, you know that I have, Moxie and I struggle with weave poles in in the ring, not at home, of course, perfection at home. (laughs) Um, And so I'm not going to discount the fact that you put in all this time and you can still be frustrated, Faux show, All right. So I'm not minimizing that, but I want us to really um, put a spotlight on thinking about where you get your joy from in dog sports. Like where does it come from? Um, Because I know that I've had some terrible NQ runs, that, you know, from the outside were terrible, but I was super happy about them, right? Because maybe there was progress or I've had some training sessions where the light goes on, maybe for both of us, and it just felt like winning the finals. or, you know, finishing a title or, you know, getting a notch or something amazing, right? Um, you That euphoria the way that you get when it all clicks into place. And so I want to, I'm kind of drawing attention back to the journey. And a lot of times what we focus on here, and what I talk a lot about is this idea of process goals. And I've had a lot of people come back to me you know cuz i preach about it preach about it preach about it and i've had some people tell me that like they didn't really get it until they got it you know they didn't really they heard me and they tried um but until they really saw it in motion did they really go oh my goodness that's what it feels like that's what it is that's what it should be so i um, never miss a chance to break it down. <laughs> because I think it's really a important reminder. And especially because I feel like January is in December too, but January especially is like goal setting season, right? Everybody's still all about resolutions and goals and what they're going to do this year and how this year is going to be different. And I am here for all of it. Um, but I think it's a really good time to remind ourselves of the difference between outcome goals and process goals. And then some supporting things that I've sort of added on. So outcome goals are the cues, the titles, the points, the things that you want to happen, um, the results. And they are the, you know, like we started this conversation, you know, if you just want to walk in and get the green ribbon and walk out, like that's an outcome. Um, And process goals, on the other hand, are the I always like to say the building blocks or the things we have to do in order to put ourselves in a position to possibly queue or pass or what have you, insert words here. um, Because, truth be told, we don't control all of the aspects of a queue, of a qualifying run. We don't control, there's a judge. Um, We might be having a perfect round and someone opens a door or a baby cries or some weird thing happens that is outside of our control um, that forces us or results in an end cue. And the thing about it is we don't control our dogs either. (laughs) You know, we train them, um, but we only really influence our dogs. We cue them, right? We tell them what to do. Um, You know, and the other thing about it, on that day, we could make a mistake, right? We could make a handler mistake. We could make a course mistake. There's all kinds of things that can go wrong. Point is, we do not control all of the variables that need to go perfectly in order for us to come home with a cue. All right? Whereas process goals, we pretty much do control those things, right? We do control, um, you know, whether or not we cue our dogs on time or our connection or um, whether or not we hold our criteria or we get our good footwork in the ring. Those are things that we can be in control of. And underlying those things, like if it's a little pyramid, which I love, um, underlying that are skills, and I also have added to this skills and conditioning, right? Because some sports need more conditioning, or more um, just repetition. But the skills underneath are the know-how to be able to execute the process goals. So if our, you know, if our dog, if we have a um, a running dog walk, let's say, and we want them to hit that contact, but we have never trained a running dog walk. We just sort of have either a managed stop, or we have some other type of dog walk and we haven't trained it then can we reasonably expect that it's going to that our process goal of holding that criteria is fair when they when we or they don't have the skill right so skills are at the bottom then process goals and then outcome goals so most of this falling in love with the process falling in love with the journey falling in love with the work happens with process goals and skills because and well, and I would also say like our just general dog life, right? Like, I, I'm not going to say that you have to like doing nails, um, but it's part of our lives um, at this point. And so we have to really find those joy. And I'm not saying you have to love doing nails or you have to love, um, you know, maybe practicing or something like that or, you know, driving home in the dark after a class. But we do have to f- realize the importance of of doing those things has and how those serve as building blocks to our inevitable outcome goals that we want right without the skills we can't have the process goals without the process and without being able to execute we can't possibly put ourselves in a position to queue right all right so soak that up for a sec i'll be right back this is a shameless plug for my dogged planner I created a planner, workbook and journal designed just for handlers with big goals. It's been years in the making and it is finally available and I'm super proud of it. The link to learn more is in the show notes, but quickly, the Dogged Planner has goal setting pages, title tracking, a place to record health information, in season date capture notes, pages, and monthly and weekly calendars. The workbook is everything except the calendar. And the journal is blank for seminar notes, rehab plans, training notes, agility stickers, or whatever else you may need. All are available on Amazon and are made to order. So if you're serious about slaying your goals this year, then you need the dogged planners. Okay. So how do we get there? How do we start to fall in love with the process or maybe even just become less frustrated? Okay. Um, because I know that, you know, we've all either are going through or have gone through or will go through some point where our preparation or our skills, our practice, we don't feel like it's paying off particularly. Um, and there's frustration there. And so we still got to show up the next day and we still got to put in the work. And, you know, one of the things, of course, I always go back to when I think of like elite athletes is, you know, growing up, I'm of the generation that like the world stopped for me when the Olympics was <laughs> were on. Um, Summer or winter, I just was like, you know, six inches from that TV screen. I could not get enough, and I think, and I always love the little snippets of, you know, they do a story on the elite athlete and all of the stuff that they do to prepare, and you know, they're doing their visualization and they're meeting with sports psychologists and they're on the treadmill and they're working out and they're like, I work out, you know, eight hours a day and I eat nothing but chicken breast and broccoli, um, and that's their real life and. It comes from a place of, you know, you think for the Olympic athletes, yes, there are national slash world competitions in between. um, But, you know, their sights are set on the Olympics, right? They're looking at a goal that's four years away and just to have the chance to compete. And so you think about the kind of like marathon they're running no pun intended, Um, but the kind of marathon they're running in terms of training and preparation and, you know, talk about falling in love with the journey. And so we have to kind of rediscover or find our joy in the early morning practice, the making ourselves find five minutes um, to train a behavior, the going outside even when it's cold or or Wendy or what have you to train our dogs for a few minutes. And you know, the, the choice is yours, of course, but it comes down to you have these goals and how bad do you want that to do the work that is required? But can you also find joy in the work? Okay. And I would argue that, you know, there's so many times that, well, the hardest thing always is like, you know, putting on your shoes, right? That's what they tell you with good workouts, things like that. Like I still am a person who puts my workout clothes out the night before just to take one more thing out, right? Um, So that I get up and that's what I put on in the morning. Um, And so to have like a structure around us and create a structure that is, yes, part discipline, but we are listening to or reading things that also keep us motivated or we're looking at our goals and we're having monday dogman days where we are looking at the week ahead and really thinking about what we have to do and what we're you know what we need to train for and what's coming up on the weekend and what we need our outcome and process goals to be and and really looking at that like that is elite behavior right adding those things in um, we're all going to feel lazy from time to time you know motivation is not going to hold up for us all the time so there has to be an element of discipline and so from that like where are you getting your um i, I don't want to say motivation again but like where are you getting the like the thumbtack under your behind to make you like get up and go do something right um, as I sit here today I am procrastinating doing feet right and feet for me are trimming hair and nails and my dogs are perfect about it. I've got three dogs who are like amazing they give me no hassle whatsoever there's no peanut butter involved um, trip lays on his back like they're easy peasy and yet I'm still procrastinating okay so we all do that. Um, but the truth is when I really think about that, I like, Spending time with my dogs, and I really appreciate that my dogs are that good (laughs) about doing feet, and that it's a chance to bond and get to know them and look them over and have a like quick little physical check and all that other kind of stuff. So if I sit for a second and I reframe my procrastination slash laziness, and I say like, you know what? As soon as I put my shoes on and get the box of stuff out. It's really not that bad. It really doesn't take that long. My dogs are good about it. It And actually, I get to just spend more time with my dogs and realize like how lucky I am and how grateful I am. Okay, that's a reframe. So if you're having trouble getting going and doing those things that you know you need to do, first of all, I want you to take a look at your calendar and I want you to look at what's coming up. And do you are you entered in something or do you have events coming up? Um, maybe even in March that you need to enter and then you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm not trained for that. Like, for instance, I had the realization the other day that, like, you know, my specialty, my national specialty, which I love going to, is at the f- is the first week of April this year. And uh, January's half over. And goodness, like, there are things I want to enter there that my dogs will need to be trained for, brushed up on, retrained, you know, dust or the rust, r- rather, knocked off of. So I need to get to it, right? So that becomes... Um, Motivating in that I'm like, okay, well, I have this goal to do that and need to do trials before then, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I need to develop my plan and think about getting moving, right? Um, We can't just rely, well, some of us can. If you're trialing every single weekend or whatever, and you're just using trialing as your training then you're maybe in a little bit of a different place. But I still personally have to look at it and be like, you know what, I'm doing this and working on this because A, I like working with my dogs. That's part of my why statement that I just love seeing what I can accomplish with my dogs. But also that particular event is very important to me. I love going and I want to be able to, you know, not embarrass myself when I go. And so I want to be able to like enter my dogs. Well, that means I need to start brushing up on some things, right? So reframing, finding your motivation, looking at the calendar, looking at events that you have scheduled. And realizing that you um, need to get moving, but then knowing that you know what, when I train my dogs, once I'm out there, once I got my shoes on, once I'm holding treats in one hand and dogs staring at me in the uh, with my you know from the ground, you know it's fun and I do enjoy it and I can do it right and so. I think it just needs that little extra step of us looking at our why, looking at what are motivating events, and really remembering that we got into this to work with our animals and really enjoy our dogs and all they have to offer, okay? And to me, that is really what is meant by falling in love with the work, falling in love with the process, enjoying the journey, that your, you know, Facebook posts are not just about, you know, Monday morning brags, which by the way, I'm here for, I read them all, I love them. Um, But it's also about like Tuesday night training, and about Thursday night feet, and about, you know, Saturday, you know, afternoon when you get home from a trial, maybe or get back to the hotel you know, making a couple notes of feedback and figuring out what you need to train next week. Okay. The, the elite athletes, the, um, the handlers who are doing really well in their sport, they don't miss those opportunities, right? They do that homework and they do that homework because they love their sport so much that they accept and have fallen in love with the whole part of it, right? The whole part of it. And so if you are struggling, ask yourself very kind of truthfully, like what corners are you cutting, you know, um, are you cutting corners on training or preparation or, did you just stop at Seven Eleven on your way to class to get some, get treats, you know, which I've done by the way. Um, but like what, how could your preparation be better? How could your supplementation be better? Like, what could you be doing? Are, are you getting, writing down enough feedback? Are you being deliberate about your training? Like, where is it that you are cutting corners? And, um, It's not necessarily the most uplifting conversation you'll have with yourself, um, but I think it's really telling. And when I think about that for myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, that list is getting a little long. And I'll be honest, I struggle in the winter, right? I'm a person who needs some outside assistance in the winter because I just want to curl up under a blanket and come back outside as soon as the temperature hits like mm, 65, 70 degrees. (laughs) Okay. So that's where I'm cutting a corner. All right. So take a look at that. All right. But mostly I want you to love all the aspects of your dog life. And that's why like in the planner and the workbook, I have a whole section on your why, because I think it's that important. I think it's that important that we think about why we got into this game to begin with so that we can fall in love with the whole pie chart, not just the 25% or less of us in the ring. And even less than that, where it's coming out with a Um, so that is your homework this week, if I'm assigning homework is to really think about like, what are the little things that a would really up your game, right. And would really make you, you know, put you in a different category because the truth is, is, you know, the people who are queuing are the people who are consistent. And if they're consistent in the ring, they're probably, you know, consistent at home you know, and I'm not talking about the made dogs that are like eight years old and like they know their jobs they are perfect. Um, I'm talking about day after day, dog after dog. Um, these are the people who are, you know, figuring it out. Um, what are they doing that you could also be doing? All right. So think about that this weekend. Look, if you're trialing this weekend, look around at the ring and think about the people you want to emulate and imagine like, what are they doing on a Tuesday night? you know what are they doing in the week you know how what do you what do you think their schedule is and if you have a relationship with them ask them you know ask them like what kind of habits they have that that you can adopt so all right that's all your food for thought this week as always i hope no matter what you're up to i hope you have a fabulous week with your dogs thanks so much for listening to the mindset coaching for handlers podcast with me julie bacon i am so grateful for your precious time Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.